Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, whichever time you guys are checking us out, and welcome back to another episode of Excess Gaming Podcast. We're recording this on the 27th of June. I'm one of your hosts, Xander Scullion, and joined with me, as always, is the wonderful Mr. James Gruesome. What's up, James? Greetings and salutations, everyone. It has once again been a little bit of a minute. We, we've really been trying to get back on a regular schedule, but, you know, with work, life, mm-hmm. health, and all kinds of stuff, like, things just happened. We've both been trying, and we planned for earlier in the week, and we both forgot. And, <laughs> we uh, did. And I ended, I ended up getting uh, uh, my first COVID shot on uh, on Thursday. Yes, I, I dived in. You know, I'm getting the, uh, oh, you know, the scanner in, in my body. You're going to start be being track, magnetic. You're going to start like, sticking the metal. I hope I get like magical powers or something. <laughs> really. That'd be cool. Honestly, I had like a little bit of a sore arm for the uh, the the uh first day or so but th- that was about it but I, then i have a second one in like three weeks so but it, it's cool to go ahead and, and get that done you know i'm still i'm mm-hmm. still a mask dude so i, st- I, I kind of like rocking the mask and sunglasses it looks crazy so like i'll i'll still keep doing that but you know i mean hey i recommend you know to people if you, if you want to get done go get it done it's, it's very easy to do and you like, yeah. set up appointment it's not tough it only takes about 30 minutes and like i said I didn't have any effects. I mean, if that's what you want to do, uh, hey, man, definitely go out there and, and try to do it because there are other strains and shit coming, uh, you know, supposedly. And oh, yeah. uh, this one at least does will help against that. And, I mean, you know, it's like it is a thing. And, you know, so some people will not be affected by it. Some people will, uh, you know, do, do what you think is best for you and your family and all the people around you. That's all I'll really say about that, you know. Indeed, indeed. And, you know, since since our last episode, James, uh, I've invested in something that I'm actually using right now on this episode. I bought myself a gaming chair. Oh, wow. The, the little race car gaming chair. And because, uh, you know, I, I work at home, so I, I needed a, a good chair to sit in. And, I mean, I'm still – I still have, like, really bad lower back problems. Uh, I think it's just the way I've been sleeping lately, and it was funny. It's one of them, I, one of them uh, bouncy ball like chairs. You see oh yeah, things? <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, I I made a mistake uh, about two weeks ago. I don't even know what I was thinking. I was live streaming. Uh, you know, I don't live stream that often on my YouTube channel, but I was like, you know, I'm gonna play some Mighty Goose. I'm gonna live stream it. And I was sitting, and I was like, I meant to have everything ready, and then I was gonna go grab a chair and sit in the chair, but. See, when I film my videos, I sit on a milk crate. That's how I... Oh, wow. I sit on a milk crate when I film my videos. It's, it's like it's, hardcore. Yeah, it's like the perfect height. I sit on the milk it's crate. It's like Yakuza shit. <laughs> it's, my, it's my favorite weapon. <laughs> and it's funny. Um, I, I, wish, I wish I could grab the milk crate and show you right now, James, because I have... What color to, is it? It's black. It's a black milk oh, crate. Oh, nice. No. And it's fun. And it's funny because uh, the, <laughs> the milk crate, like, after a while, starts to kind of have a little dip in the middle yeah. <laughs> for my ass. And um, so I'm going to have to get another milk crate soon because it's starting to dip a little bit. I'm like, oh, man. But uh, when I was live streaming, I just grabbed the milk crate out of habit, and I sat down and started playing. And like an, probably an hour and a half into the show, I was like, guys, I got to log off. My, my back is killing me. I've been sitting on a milk crate for the past hour and a half playing this video game. <laughs> like some back alley like you know <laughs> like gambling and, and it's like, like even now games. even now when i game in the living room like i have a really nice couch in the living room 
And I still find myself wanting to sit on the floor when I'm playing a video game. Like, it's so weird. And fl- I, honestly, sometimes I like a good, uh, like, my, my back to the couch sitting on the floor. Um, yeah. Sometimes th- that's a good setup. And I have a nice, like, couch with, like, recliners on both ends. So a lot of times, like, I'll do that. But, I like, I'm with you, man. Sometimes, like, I just, I kind of like that floor setup. Like, yeah. You, just, you feel a little bit closer to the TV. It's, uh, you know, it's just, I, you know, everybody has their own, like, kind of preference and, and what works. Which is, like, you hear about all these different gaming chairs. And, I mean, I know a lot of people, like, invest in them and get them. And I always kind of wondered. Yeah, like, the one the one I got wasn't that expensive. It was, like, uh, it was, like, a little bit over 100 bucks on Amazon. So it's a, a lower-tier gaming chair. But, you know, it's got, like, a little cushion in the back that you put for your lower back. It's got a little pillow thing for your neck, and you can recline it back. I mean, to me, it honestly feels like an office chair with pillows. Like, it doesn't... Maybe it's because I don't have a higher-end, you know, crazy Twitch TV gaming chair. I just have a normal, like, little race car chair. But, I mean, it's not bad. It's not bad, especially, you know, for someone like me who works at home that's, you know, always sitting... Uh, it does pretty well, but I mean that's that's been pretty much the most eventful thing gaming wise for me on this end has been playing in this gaming chair. I do have some games to talk about, and uh, I do have some news to talk about as well. Um, last time we did an episode, um, it was right before E three. E three is about a, a week gone now, and uh, I think the dust is starting to settle, and you're starting to get uh, a lot of different opinions on. Uh, E3. I, I will say this though, man. Like E3 at one time, I remember I used to be really excited about E3, and it used to be one of those things like, oh hell yeah, it's fucking E3. But honestly, like the best way I've been doing E3 now is like not really going online and just watching the presentations because the online is such a cesspool of freaking negativity. It's it's funny. I was like, E3 is the time of the year that everyone complains about it, releases they're initially going to buy for the next two years. Yeah, and it's usually a time when they, you know people usually get excited. Yeah. Know, so many people just like get jaded, and it's like it should be the time to look. It's like, oh, here's all this exciting stuff. But I mean, also can see too from the perspective that lots of times like you know people are looking forward to stuff for the new systems and people are still having trouble getting the new system yeah you know and then sometimes some of these games are on the old system and the new system and it's like do i need to get a new system do yeah i kind of think next year will be the the year more you know the xbox one x one x two three four and and (laughs) ps5 i think that's really when you know they're going to pick up and hopefully Especially around Christmas time, I yeah. think it would be, uh, uh, you know, way more, you know, conducive for those companies to have these systems out. And, you know, we do understand, you know, with the, everything going on and, you know, getting the, you know, equipment and getting them made. But, you know, p- people, you know, want the systems and you really need to be able to get them in their hands. And I think that's when the, the new generation is really going to start or probably kick off, you know, more hopefully, like I said, Christmas and then next year. I did notice that uh, a lot a lot more people have been getting the PS5 and Series X lately. I think uh, I think they had some more shipments out. I've been seeing a lot more people post. Be like, oh, I finally got a PS5. I finally got a Series X. So it, it's slowly turning. It's slowly going. Um, it, it's just been uh, a freaking roller coaster if you want to jump in the new generation of gaming. And, it, you know, E3 had a lot of good announcements. Um, I, I, honestly, the, the stuff that really excited me... 
I'm really excited, and I haven't bought it yet, but there's a new Worms out on the Switch. Really? Yeah, yeah. I freaking love Worms. And it was funny because um, my girlfriend loves Worms. Like She really likes that game. And uh, I remember a couple of days, uh, probably a couple of weeks ago, we were talking about games, and she was like, man, I, I really I really liked Worms Armageddon. I'm like, oh, I can put that on the pie. So I went and put it on the pie, and we played that, and then like a couple of days later, boom, E3 happened. They're like, there's a new Worms. So I'm going to get the new Worms so her and I can play that. And, uh, of course, they, they announced um, some Zelda stuff for the 35th anniversary, and some people were really excited about it. Some people were just kind of like, well, that, is that it? Is that, is, is that all they're going to do? I, 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 I like the freaking Zelda game and watch. I'm not going to lie. That thing looks freaking rad as hell. Uh, definitely, uh, I mean, a step up. Like, I, I thought the Mario one was cool. Um, those are, you know, uh, kind of little chotchy things that, you know, I do like. Sometimes I'm like, uh, I don't really want to justify, you know, paying that for this one game. Whereas, like, if I saw it in the store, it's like, yeah, I might pick it up. Don't know if I'd order it, but the Zelda one, I mean, what, it's Zelda 1, 2. And Link's uh, Awakening. Link's, Link's Awakening. Does it have uh, Link to the Past on it also? No, nah, it's just. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah, it's just Zelda 1 and 2 and Link's Awakening and uh, and a couple, like, little Game & Watch mini games. And uh-huh. There's going to be little Easter eggs, just like the, the Mario Game & Watch had little Easter eggs on it. And uh, I got the Mario Game & Watch, and do I play it every day? Absolutely not. I mean, I bought it for my birthday one year, last year, actually. And I played it for a little bit, and I just I just have it sitting on the shelf. It's a collector's piece. It, yeah. it is, it, it's meant to be like a little knick-knack doodad you buy that might bring up a conversation, you know? Yes, definitely. It just, it's like it looks cool. It's a nice little piece. You know, it's a throwback, you know, to those old Game & Watch systems. And like I said, I, I still think it's very cool, but I think they really did step it up with the Zelda one. I mean, you know, you're getting, you know, three great games. I mean, I'm not the biggest fan of uh, Zelda 2 just because it's fucking hard. <laughs> but uh, but it's still, nonetheless, it is is still, you know, three great games. And uh, I think that's definitely more of a bargain, you know, for the price, you know, getting those. And like you said, with a couple little extra things on there, too. Still yeah, and, very and, cool. And honestly, honestly, I mean, like, Link's Awakening alone is enough for me to get it because i mean i really like uh link's awakening a lot that was uh it's one of my favorite games one of my favorite zeldas so that would be that would be the one that will be like all right i'm gonna get that because that'd be cool and and also um of course they they announced uh they announced a zelda breath of the wild 2 that was a thing and they showed a new trailer for that. That looks really good. And that's coming out in 2022. And they, they announced, uh, of course, new Metroid. Metroid Dread. Let's talk about that. I've been talking about that a little bit on my channel, actually. Yeah, I've seen those. I mean, that's something I think many of us have wanted for a, a very long time. You know, you've had Metroid Prime. has just been, you know, caught up and... You know, had to be redone, and you know who knows what's going on with that. And I mean, Metroid Prime, yes, is very cool, but for many of us, we like that old traditional, you know, Metroid. Uh, you know, going back to the original, super gotta love the, you know, and, and some people might not even, you know, know about still the, you know, the Zero and uh, and Fusion, you know, which which I do believe are, are available on the Switch. 
Um, uh, unfor- unfortunately not. Uh, which nah, I, I think a, they're on the Wii U, maybe. Well, you know, I was actually about to say, because of the release of uh, Metroid Dread, the Wii U has almost had this resurgence of downloads. Like, everyone's been going back and downloading... Uh, Metroid Zero Mission, Super Metroid, Metroid Fusion. I mean, the only old-school Metroid that you can really play on the Switch is uh, the original Metroid and Super Metroid, which yesterday and the day before I started uh, Super Metroid, because I haven't played that in years. It's been so long since I went back and played Super Metroid. And let me tell you, that game has aged like fine wine. Like, you know... I think you can agree, James. There's sometimes those games that you play that are like the old school games, like retro games, and you can kind of play it and you enjoy it, but you can feel the time that it came out like, oh, this is totally like from the 90s. You know, maybe due to a primitive camera angle or the the control scheme. Maybe you're playing a game with tank controls where like Super Metroid, it it felt like a game that could have came out yesterday. Yeah, and I mean, it's still one definitely holds up. It's still one of actually I've never beaten. I I played it a, a couple years back, and I think I got up to like Craig, and uh, he kind of kicked my ass. Uh, the game's very cryptic. I had to look up a guide. I hadn't played it in so long that I forgot so many secrets and so many different ways of getting the power ups and stuff like that. So it was kind of nostalgic for me. I was like sitting there with my laptop beside me, sitting on the couch. Playing it on my uh, television, playing it on the Switch, sitting there looking at my laptop like it was an old school strategy guy. And then that made me think, I'm like, you know what I would really love for Nintendo to do? And I'm surprised they haven't done it. I would love to see a app from Nintendo that you can download, and it's all the previous issues of Nintendo Power. So you could go back and read all those magazines on your tablet or your smartphone or even if you if you want to use your laptop. I mean, I know you can go on Internet Archives and you can download those magazines and put them on there, but it'd be so cool if like Nintendo was like, "Hey, we have Power to the Player app that you can like download and read those old Nintendo powers." That'd be so freaking awesome. Yeah, that would just be a really nice feature. I mean, it's like I mean, you really you can't go wrong and you know, like I said, I never beat Super Metroid. I I beat the original I beat Zero Mission, you know, it's like, which is awesome. I beat mm-hmm. Fusion, which is awesome. And I'm really glad to see them going back, you know, to the old 2D format. Really looking forward to it. I was not the biggest fan of Samus Returns, you know, while, while I, and, and speaking of too, I mean, I love Metroid 2 on the original yeah. Game Boy. Um, that's another, I mean, when you speak of, you know, kind of like cryptic, I mean, that like that one also is very tough with the I don't think, lava pits. And, I don't think oh, I've man. ever played. I don't think I've ever played Metroid 2 on the Game Boy. Like, I have it on the man. Pi. I've never played it. Uh, that's when, I mean, I'd say give it a shot. Like, I mean, it, it can be tough. Like, I, like, I don't know if my brain could, like, handle it now. <laughs> but back when I was a kid and I had it originally, you know, because every time you kill a certain amount of Metroids, the lava will drop in a certain area. But then you have to go find that area to see where it dropped go down there and i mean also too with the color scheme i think you know kind of you know deters it a little bit and makes it a little bit tougher um but it was a game i I sat and and went through like i said could i go through it now i don't know samus returns on 3ds i was very excited when that came out Mm -hmm. but in the end when i played it and, and, and i keep wondering i was like like was it just me uh, I, think I might give it another shot, you know, like, uh, you know, before Dread, because I, I think Dread will be a bit more my style, but there was just something with Samus Returns that I just, 
couldn't, you know, it was like that. that uh, I've, it, I've had that happen before, though, with games. I've had that happen where I played a game and I just it just did not click with me. And then I went back to it a couple of months later, maybe a year later. I was like, you know, I'll give this game another try. And like something happens, like some sort of chemical in your brain. And all of a sudden you're like, I get it. Now I know why people like this game or I now know why this game is so good. And it's it's so funny. And, you know, that brings me back to it. something else I was going to talk about, James. Um, and, and again, for folks that are listening, this is going to be a totally like off the beaten path episode. Um where we're kind of just all catching up on what's going on with life, but I've been on. I went on Facebook. And my one of my friends on Facebook. I've been following. Uh, been following all their posts because they discovered Yakuza, mm. and I don't know what it is, man. And I want to ask you if you feel the same way. And, and this is in a good way, like good funny way. Do you ever feel kind of envious sometimes when you? see something that you really love, like, say, the Yakuza series or Castlevania, and you and you, you see those people experiencing that for the first time, you're like, man, I'm so envious. I wish I could feel that again. <laughs> that feeling when you first played Yakuza 0, and you were just like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And, like, they're, they're, they're posting about it, and you're like, oh, I know. Like, they're, like, talking about Nugget, and they're talking about, you know, the battle system, how the... The, the story like made them cry and had them have feels. And I was just like, I know, I know. <laughs> I, I mean, I love it. Like I, I loved seeing, you know, it was something I championed for, for so long, you know, cause I had those memories going back to, you know, two, 2005 when it came out of this game that I just found. There's just kind of this random weird game that it, you know you wouldn't normally think maybe you know we would get and it was something that just it caught me and, and i and i loved it and and to see this resurgence like i said i almost think it's a bit of a of a overdose at times yeah because i mean we got the new judgment coming out i believe in a couple of months judgment and, too I, I mean a judgment i mean you had zero you had the kiwamis you had you know all the 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 re-releases all the ones that a lot of people missed and but it's also cool the fact that you know they when they got into it that they could go back you know and play you know all these other ones also but i mean i see a lot of people man i mean they go through them and knock them out you know like my journey was spread out over many years and i don't know if it would have been um you know exactly the same you know because like i had to wait you know in between some very long time especially you know for five because that oh, one yeah. almost n- never came out and to see it go on and to see it extend, you know, to, to go into judgment, to go into, you know, the uh, the the Like a Dragon series, you know, to, to have all these uh, different ones. And it's just, it, it's so much. But I'm glad to see that, you know, people aren't, you know, really getting tired of it. I mean, they seem to really keep going. I mean, they go from game to game. And I mean, I think I think that's just it, that's awesome that it's out there, and it definitely seems like it's a you know series that's that's here to stay now. Like it, it finally it's found its footing after after many years. It, like it's yeah, finally picked up. And it's definitely like I, I will say, RGG fatigue is a thing. I mean, because I've had it before, where I, I I went like balls deep into like Yakuza, like after zero. I mean, you guys got to understand. Uh, for some of you folks that are listening that haven't been following us since we first started, when we first started in 2012, uh, James was talking about the Yakuza series 
as a scholar long before Zero was even announced. Uh, James always talked about the Yakuza series, and I was always curious. And when I started playing Zero, that's when I got the that's when I got it, and I was just like, okay, I freaking love this series. And I went and I got I, I beat Yakuza, then I uh, you know played Kiwami, and then I went and I went to my local uh, game giant, a uh, video game store, and I bought uh, Yakuza three and four, and I played three and four, and then Kiwami two came out, and I played that. I even bought Yakuza two on the PS two, and I mean I was playing it so much that I did get tired like i did get fatigue from it now i don't want to say as i got fatigued as if it was a bad thing like i was like oh i'm done with the series because obviously i still love the series but i had to take a little bit of a breather i had to be like man i'm, I'm getting a little getting a little overwhelmed a little bit so it is kind of crazy to see some of these people that are just like going through them like a freaking a freaking old lady reading romantic novels or something. <laughs> That's the best way I could think of it. Just yeah, going no. through it like crazy. And I'm just like, oh my God, I would lose my mind because these, are, these aren't, they're not long games. Like you could beat, you could beat the Yakuza games pretty, pretty quick if you just go straight through it. But I feel like if you were to just go through those games and just go through the story, you're selling yourself short because really what makes these games special is the extra content you know the the, uh, the the side quest and the little side games and and stuff like that and just exploring like that's a game that you could just explore and have so much fun. Yes, it's definitely a game. You know, I said you you can go in and you can spend your you know twenty hours, twenty mm-hmm. thirty hours, or like for me on uh, Yakuza Five, I spent over a uh, hundred hours, uh, which I've, I have done on you know a, a few of them. You know, earlier on when I first started playing, I. I didn't do like as much you know of the stuff but as it went on i did more and more and i mean yeah because vibe i think like i said was the one i racked up the most it was it was over 100 up to 120 hours uh i i spent and you know it's like it's very cool because there's so much stuff you can do and like i said but but it's up to you and, and there's so yeah. many things that you don't have to do if something's frustrating like that stupid slot car racing just <laughs> skip it you know but if, if, you know if you want the full experience i mean there really is you know so much and there's so many different varied gameplays you know like i said you have the arcades you have the fishing you have the the cooking the eating the you know just the the fighting the gambling there's the underground fight clubs i mean it yeah. really has just so much to it to where you can have one game and spend so much time, or, you know, except you want to take the shortcut, you can burn through a bunch, and maybe you'll go back and, you know, uh, you know, and redo and find some of the extra bonus ones, because that's one thing with the Kiwami series that was really great was um, it actually lets you know, uh, it let you know where the, uh, like, extra, like, bonus things were. Yeah. It was very timed release on the old ones. And I think that's why, like, I missed a lot because you really had to especially catch them in three at times. Especially in three, like, I kind of I didn't realize, like, when I when I played three, I was like, wow, there's not a whole lot of extra content to this one, you know. But it was because a lot of it was time sensitive, and you had yeah. to be you had to be at the right place at the right time, you know, walking down the alleyway, and all of a sudden, like, some guys like, ooh, there's something going on, you know. And uh, I think as time went by. With that series, they figured out that a lot of people really love the side missions and really love the side content. And they're like, okay, well, we're going to make this a little easier. Because, uh, I mean, even now with, like, say, Like a Dragon, 
you have icons that pop up that are like, okay, these are your side quests. These are the side yeah. things you can do. They they kind of celebrate a little bit more uh, now than they did, you know, during like the PS3 era with Yakuza Three. Yeah, like I said, Kiwami really started that because that lets you pretty much catch every bonus mission if you wanted to. Like I said, we're on the first one. It would you know you go back to PS2 times. Like I said, it was mm-hmm. very timed release, that right time, right place. You might have to look up some stuff you miss, and it's gone. So you know, it's yeah. a lot of things like I missed. So going back to the Kiwamis was cool because you could really catch everything if you want to, and that's where so much of the the humor. And wackiness, because I mean, it is a, a fairly serious storyline, uh, but it does have a lot of humor and goofiness, which really is played out in those bonus missions, you know, which are just insane. Yeah, I explained it to my girlfriend because I was telling her about the Yakuza series. And I was like telling her about you know the story, and I was telling her about you know the 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 criminal writing. I'm like, oh, it's so freaking good. I'm like, okay, it's like watching The Godfather. With Simpson segments, yeah, <laughs> that's what it feels. It feels like a mixture of The Godfather meets The Simpsons at certain era. And I'm talking about old school Simpsons. I haven't watched Simpsons in like probably a decade. But you know, when I think of The Simpsons, I think about the you know back in the '90s. But I don't know where they're at now. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I mean that's the best way to describe it because I mean you're going you're going through this story, you know, where you know. There's like an empty plot that triads and, and Korean mob is fighting with the Yakuza, and there's a big conspiracy with battleships, and all of a sudden, you're helping this guy wearing a diaper trying to, you know, trying 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 to like do certain things. That that's that's really, that's what this game's all about. It's so weird. yeah, your father, like you yeah, your your or your adopted mob father is uh, being framed for a murder. But hey, you need to go and help someone catch some crawfish. And <laughs> at least there at the end, like great. I mean, great crime story. And uh, actually, I have a uh, I, I can't remember the title. I have an old Yakuza movie um, from the seventies. I bought. Uh, which, you know, that kind of got me into more of the, the Yakuza cinema. I still recommend the Outrage series. There's three of them. Uh, one of the guys that directed, I've mentioned before, uh, uh, beat Takeshi uh, from Takeshi's Castle. He had a Famicom game back in the day. He's yep. actually in Yakuza 6 mm-hmm. as a character. He directed the Outrage series and some other ones. But uh, this uh, one Yakuza movie I have, actually, it's three stories. It's like an anthology. And one of the stories is about... 10 million missing yen. And I was like, yeah, wait a minute. I'm like, <laughs> hold on a second. I'm like, I got, and I haven't watched it yet, but like that just really caught me. Cause that's one of the whole big plot points of Yakuza one is this missing money. And I'm like, yeah, hold on a second. I'm like, is this, you know, related? Did they, they take a little bit, you know, from that. Mm-hmm. And there's also a great, uh, series of uh, battles without honor and humanity. Uh, which is also from the 70s with some of the uh, earlier Yakuza movies. There's like five. Actually, there's about eight of them. Um, but they uh, actually are based on uh, books of an actual uh, Yakuza guy. Oh, wow. And, you know, they, they were all kind of based on real life. You know, it kind of starts, you know, after the war, how things start off. You know, it's definitely it's, it's set in a bit more olden times, uh, you know, than as far as like the, the Yakuza games. You know, now, 
but I, I think that's that's very cool. It's like you said, but there's there's lots of movies, you know, out there too. Like I said, if if you dig the games, there's definitely a good selection of movies you can check out too. Yeah, it's definitely like, like I said, it's definitely a series. It's very uh, obtainable now. Um, they actually have a lot of uh, a lot of sales. I think right now, Like a Dragon is uh, free on Game Pass, so you can get it on Game Pass. Yeah, so yeah, that's that's really cool. I'm fixing and that's my... one that if you're you know a bit more into the RPG style, um, if for me it was one, it honestly just made me want to play the the regular one. You know, I'm not I'm not too big into RPG. It was fun. It was cool. It still has all the same elements of it, but I really want to physically hit the buttons and punch people in the in the face. That's just a little bit more my style. But I can very easily you know see people that maybe wouldn't play the normal yakuza maybe they might like uh like a dragon a bit better well uh, yeah their style more i mean and and the thing is is like and especially if you're a if you're a jrpg fan um the like a dragon is going to be a a definite good game to play um because because it is a good jrpg it's got a good battle system it's got a good based on dragon warrior yeah lots of dragon warrior references (laughs) <laughs> yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot of references to old school JRPGs and stuff. I mean, it, it's a good game. I mean, I, I personally, I, I do prefer the older um, Yakuza, like the more beat 'em up action. I, I do prefer that a little bit more. But I, I did think that you know, as a as an RPG fan, I thought Like a Dragon was pretty good. Like, honestly, I, I hope they, I hope they do split it where we have a Like a Dragon series. That's all like the JRPG stuff, and then we have you know the the Yakuza series, which is you know Yakuza. It's good to have the option, you know, because like I said, you don't you can't you know like I said, Judgment is more like Yakuza, and you don't want to keep constantly putting out the kind of same. You know, I mean, it can be a little repetitious. You know, I mean, the stories and everything are different, the side stuff is different, but it's still going out there beating people up to where they'll like a dragon give you something different kind of like resident evil you know how they have their different series you know we have the seven and eight with the first person um yeah we have you know the the remakes we have the uh uh whatever that other one i like is on the uh that was originally on the wii u and the uh, revelations yeah, and then you have that series going too. I think I think it's good. I, I think it's good too with as many uh, releases as they put out. Because uh, I mean, you really think about RGG Studios since 2016, they've been consistent about putting two games out a year. You know, so yeah. so I think this would be a good way for them to kind of keep it fresh. But oh yeah, well this one's going to be this one. This one's going to be like this one. I mean, because yeah, Judgment. Judgment's almost like taking the helm of the old school Yakuza, but with add a little bit more noir to it. I mean, there's a there's a little more mystery added to it. It's more of a mystery kind of game than you know action packed. But I think uh, that would be a good way to kind of segue uh, with that. And I mean, it, it all takes place in the same universe, so we could we could possibly have a merge with Judgment and Yakuza. I mean, we could see you know after Judgment Two, we could see Judgment Three. Like a Yakuza. <laughs> you know, I, I still wonder too about some of the old. Sometimes I still hear rumors about the, uh, uh, you know, the, the releases of the uh, uh, Kenzon mm-hmm. and uh, the other one because it was too based in the samurai period, yeah. based on uh, Musashi. 
I have one of them, and you know, like I said, it's it's hard to play if you enjoy the story because, like I said, it is all in Japanese. But yeah. I, I would love to see an English translation pack of those. You know, you had some PSP ones. I don't really have high hope. Like uh, the Black that. Puma, like, or whatever they were called. Yeah, Black Puma, Black Tiger, something like that. I, I don't have high, and, and those were not um, uh, Kiryu. You know, that that was somebody else. Um, yeah, and whereas like in the Kenzon and stuff, you're, you're kind of Kiryu, but he's like Musashi, but it's still a different time period. Like, yeah, kind of have high hopes for those maybe coming out eventually PSP, not so much. And I mean, you know, that's okay. But with the resurgence, you know, and how much, how many people love it, uh, you know, I would love to see that samurai style plus two with all the, you know, the ghosts of Tsushima and Sikoro and we have a lot of these samurai games. Mm-hmm. I think it'd be a perfect time to have, you know, that samurai period Yakuza game come out. And then, you know, a lot of us could get to play. You know, they were uh, PS3. Actually, that was the first uh, PS3 Yakuza was Tenzon. And uh, I can't remember what the what the other one's called. Um, but actually, like I, said, I, I have both of them. But they're just—they're very hard to play. <laughs> yeah, because I mean, it is a very like text-based game. Yeah. There's a lot of story, and I—I I, I couldn't imagine playing. Um, I couldn't imagine playing that uh, in Japanese. I mean, e- even—I mean, I know there's like the translations that you can go online and kind of read translations while you're playing, but I, I don't know how people can do that. I—I I know people who have like went and played and beaten a game in in Japanese. Like, yeah, I just looked at the translations online. I'm like, more power to you, man. Like, I couldn't, I couldn't do that. Yeah, that's just that. That's even more like that's hardcore. Consuming. That's hardcore right there. But I mean, if you really want to, you know, go into it. I mean, I, I printed off lots of you know move lists and characters for Japanese wrestling games back in the day. <laughs> um, but that, that's also twenty years ago, and I had a lot more patience. <laughs> well, I, you know, so, that's a good that's a good segue right there, James. Have you seen the new footage of the? Uh, the ACW wrestling game. Uh, I, I have seen some of it coming out, and it's it's one actually I have a lot of high hopes for. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, with it with as bad as the WWE games, you know, have been. Um, the Battlegrounds game is pretty fun, but as far as the 2K series, it's just really gone down. And you actually have you know where a lot of the wrestlers, they're all huge, like Kenny Omega. Is I don't really say he's like working on it as a programmer, but he's probably like an advisor. But a lot of those games were huge. Uh, Sixty four, you know, No Mercy, Virtual Pro Wrestling. I, I really think that's the vibe they're going for. I mean, I, I have more high hopes uh, for this game than anything else. I mean, I just I kind of hope they take their time. You know, I know they're investing a lot of money in it, and they actually have, I believe, you know, members of the old. Uh, AKI actually and Uke's team working on it. So, yeah, that's that's the that's the thing because uh, you know the wrestlers uh, nowadays. I mean, uh, are are such big gamers. I mean, a matter of fact, I mean, I remember I was on Twitter and uh, Cody Rhodes. You know, he had a, he had a whole video that he uploaded on Twitter of he was like, "Hey guys, I just got my uh, GameCube modded for component cables." And I had to switch so I can play region free 
uh, GameCube games. I can play Japanese GameCube games. You know, we didn't see uh, we didn't see Hulk Hogan doing that, or you know, we didn't see Ultimate Warrior getting crazy about the Dreamcast. <laughs> I mean, they did lines and roids back in the day, man. That's what they were doing in the locker room. Now they're playing games. I mean, it's just you know probably better for their health. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, we're probably uh, yeah. They're, they're definitely. A, hopefully live past, you know, freaking 50 years old. I mean, it's sad to say. I mean, the old school wrestlers pass away so young from all the damage they had over the years. But uh, I digress. I mean, we have a, a new generation of wrestlers who grew up playing wrestling video games. So, you know, if they have their if they have their hands in the pies, I could see some really good resurgence you know, old school wrestling uh, coming back to the video game world. I mean, because you think about it, man, back in like the the, the late 90s, I mean, we had some of the best wrestling games that ever came out. Matter of fact, uh, the N64 this week, I believe, uh, turned 25 years old. And when I think about the N64, as much as people think about Mario 64 and Mario Kart, I think of wrestling games. I think of WCW Revenge. I think of WWF No Mercy. I think about when I didn't have it in 64 and I'd always invite my friend to come over and like beg him to bring his 64 because they ultimately had the better wrestling games. Yeah, you go rent we'd always rent it, extra controllers. I mean that that was just the the time. And even going on, you know, we had that cool time period where like every system had a different game mm-hmm. um which I don't you know, I don't really necessarily think we'll we'll see that again. I mean, yeah. we're going to see, you know, more of what we'll have the WWE and, and apparently they're going to definitely try to step it up this next version. And hopefully they do because the end, you just want a fun game. Like I said, I have super, super high hopes for the AW and you still got, you got games like retro mania, you know, which is that old school style. But I think is that one still super is some of the most fun actually I've had on a wrestling such game. A, such you know, a good in game. Wow. And it's, it's all about fun. It's all about kind of pick up and play. You don't want anything too super complicated and I'm, I'm really hoping you know aw like knocks out of the park and i think that could only be good for their company because you know pe- people that grew up on those games that maybe fell out of wrestling they see a game that's like oh man that looks like you know no mercy or you know even the old smackdown games um and, and they play it and that might even draw them into watching their products i mean yeah know, I think it's, a re- it's a really good kind of a sales pitch in a sense so you're going to get the gamer crowd, and you might even draw some people back into watching. Yeah, because I mean, like I, I, you know, I, I stopped following wrestling uh, for a long time, and I still don't watch wrestling like I used to. You know, I used to be like crazy into it. Um, I, I, I watch more behind the scenes. Like I, I find myself watching a lot of wrestling videos of like old school wrestling, like you know, like uh, you know, history of. Hulk Hogan and history of this, history of that, behind the scenes. I love seeing like the old school shoots where like, you know, wrestlers nowadays like talk shit about what it was like back in the eighties with Vince McMahon. Yeah, shoots are great. I got the dark side of the ring. Yes. Now the uh, A&E biography, you know, they've been doing shows and and WWE always has a lot. Like you don't maybe like their current product as far as the network over there on the Peacock network now. But they have a, a lot of great, um, like, you know, behind the scenes of certain matches. Like, I watched yeah. with, uh, Mick Foley and Edge when they had their WrestleMania hardcore match. And, you know, they go back and talk to them and, and cover the stuff. And they do a lot of, you know, Kane's debut. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of that stuff. I'm with you where sometimes, like, I even, like, I'll watch that stuff more than the 
actual matches and more of the matches I watch will sometimes be more like indie stuff, you know. Even even though I will say like one of my one of my favorite current wrestlers that I absolutely love and I it's a big reason why I just love watching his YouTube channel. He's got such a great YouTube channel is uh Dan Housen. Oh, Dan Housen. I don't know. I, I I, he he just I know a little bit about him. Um, I don't watch Ring of Honor as much. I kind of you know he's one of them guys you see and so he's just like well he's got some kind of character man. He's got something going. It's you know, it's so entertaining. Yeah, it's so entertaining. I mean because he'll I mean, he his YouTube channel is just like really entertaining. I mean it's right up there with that out. It's right up there with uh, our good friend Carcamo. I mean that's another wrestler who's also a YouTuber, big gamer, Carcamo from Carcamo Gaming. Um, you know, I, I love watching his channel and he said he's an excellent pro wrestler. I call I call him the gaming the gamer's champ. I mean, that's what he is. <laughs> big shout out to Carcamo out there. But uh but yeah, I mean that's uh, that that's that's what I was thinking. I was I was seeing the uh, footage of the new uh, AEW game, and I was just like, I wonder what James thinks about this. Like I said, it's been a while since we did an episode, and I wanted to get your two cents on it. Yeah, no, I'm like I said, I'm actually I'm very excited. I mean that will like regardless, that's going to be one like I'm going to buy. You know, mm-hmm. day one. Um, and I just, I, I have, I have high hopes for it and I just, I, I kind of hope I'm not let down, but I don't think I'll be, cause like I said, you know, as we say, you know, those guys are, are really into gaming. They, they grew up with it. A lot of them are around like our age, mm-hmm. slightly bit younger. They came up with that. They're really into that and they love those old wrestling games that we all loved. Mm-hmm. And if they can get some, you know, conglomerate, like I said, if you got the old, you know, SmackDown team back when it was fun. You get the no mercy. You actually got guys from these groups working on these games. I mean, I I don't see how I can fail. Honestly, at this point, yeah. I would be. I, I might. I might would just like shed a tear or so. Like if it was horrible. I mean, but I, I don't I, think it'll be. Yeah, I think. I think. I mean, I think the video games had a big uh, a big push back during the golden age of wrestling back in like that that late 90s early 2000s i feel like the video games really helped with that as well because you know you had the younger the younger generation that was just like oh man i love video games and wrestling's cool and i'm going to check this out now i'm going to start watching you know the the glorious monday night wars of wwe and and wcw nitro you know raw and nitro monday nights were just something very very special and I'd love to see that come back. I'd, I'd yeah. really and, and it really that. extended, you know, like I said, into the games. Going from seeing, you know, WWE had the you know crappy, you know, acclaim games. Oh, WCW yeah. had the bomb games, and then WWE got AKI to do their games, and then WCW went to like, you know, <laughs> EA and something else, and then ECW got stuck with the same old crappy acclaim garbage. Yeah, and, uh, it, it was just it, it was fun to see. And then, like I said, with each system, you know, with the Xbox, GameCube, PS2, you'd have three different WWE games. Yeah, like, you, you were, she had the all something different. You had like the you had like the Raw game. If I'm not mistaken, correct me if I'm wrong. You had like the Raw games on the Xbox. You had SmackDown on Sony, and then like Nintendo would have like the the WrestleManias or or like you know off the wall ones. Day of Reckoning, yeah, Day of Reckoning, and uh, one and two, and WrestleMania eighteen nineteen, and you had Raw one and two on Xbox and WrestleMania twenty one, and then yeah, you had the the SmackDowns, and then somewhere along the line with the next generation it kind of stopped when they all switched over to the uh raw versus smackdown which was kind of whack for a little bit but then mm-hmm. they actually picked up and i thought they got good 
and were very fun for a while. And then and with the past couple of years, they just kind of fell off again to where they just weren't. I, I always say it's like you can do anything you ever wanted to do in a wrestling game except have fun. You know, <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I'll, I'll tell I'll, I'll tell the listeners real quick if you guys are uh, listening. Tell us in the comments below if you're checking us out on YouTube.com/slash Scully and tell us one of your favorite wrestling games. Who's your favorite current wrestler or maybe wrestler of the past? And also, if you're listening to us uh, on YouTube, be sure to check us out on Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, iHeartRadio. That's Excess Gaming Podcast. And leave us a review because it really helps the transparency of the show and helps more people find our show. It just really helps us out when you leave a little review. And uh, with that being said, let's get into games we've been playing recently. Uh, James, what have you been playing? Well, actually, and I don't think I'd mention it last time, but uh, my brother EJ had come into town and, uh, you know, I had canceled my Polymega. And uh, I, I didn't know he actually canceled his too, uh, and he had you know pre-ordered a couple of years ago even and ordered all the attachments. And I even asked him, I was like, "Dude, you sure you want to cancel?" And he's like, "Yeah, man." He's like, "I'm just I, I'm done with it." And the one thing I'll give Polymega credit for refunds, man, fast. Like honestly, like I asked <laughs> for one, they know they know they, know they, they fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> they do. Like I got a text that I sent an email. I got a text the next day and said you'll be refunded. And a few days later, I had the money. Same thing with him, and he was a little worried. But I told him I said I think as long as you didn't, I think if you invested in the Kickstarter, mm-hmm. you might can't cancel it. But no, his went through canceled it, and he was like, I just need a new Sega CD now. And he's like, man, they're like two to three hundred bucks on eBay, and I was like, ugh. And I was like, dude, don't pay that. I was like, just take. I, I was like, just take mine. I was like, I was like, I don't play it. You know, I was planning on getting a a laptop. You know, so oh, yeah. like emulate stuff more. So I ended up uh, giving him uh, that, and he ended up getting something for me because he knew I'd been collecting these Japanese uh, wrestling games on PS One, and he actually got me a Japanese PS Two. Nice. Um, which it, it was very cool. Got me, the, you know, mem- got me memory cards for a one and two, you know, like got the the whole setup. Uh, it was really cool. And he'd stop by, and we actually sat and we played uh, about every single one of these games that I bought. And I had a stack of about eight games. And um, going through, there was like an all Japan women's game, um, which is just you know uh, very cool to see. Um, there was a couple, you know, just kind of like Bobo titles. Um, one, we couldn't figure out how to play, and I found out it was more of a wrestling simulator game. So that one's going to be tough to play. But what was really cool, there's uh, SmackDown. We had SmackDown 1 and 2. In Japan, they had this series called The Pro Wrestling. It was part of the uh, Simple 1500 series. I think it was a, a whole series of games of like 1500 yen, you know, different sports titles, um, and the wrestling games were based on SmackDown. And, you know, they had real wrestlers, fake names, fake looks, uh, but still fun. I mean, honestly, like, we had a blast. Those early SmackDown games still fun. What's really cool, though, I found out watching some, uh, like, little Let's Plays and stuff online was uh, The Pro Wrestling 2 actually has, uh, in Japan, you know, Fire Pro, it always had the deathmatch stuff. So The Pro Wrestling 2 actually has barbed wire matches, it has uh, exploding ring matches. 
It has Inferno matches. Oh, which wow. We didn't see on uh, SmackDown until possibly about, about 10 years later, uh, eight, 10 years later from this came out. And it even has options like you can have a concrete ring for some reason. And like, I mean, it takes off way more health than your body slam. Like, we didn't actually get to try these out because we didn't know it was on there till after. And uh, I still got to go back and try some of these out. But I mean, it was just, you know, really cool to have that. I, I love having that deathmatch, you know, option. And like I said, the, the SmackDown game is still super fun, you know, all, all the first ones. So I've played a ton of japanese wrestling games and actually i ordered uh quite a few ps2 japanese wrestling games also uh because when i got the ps2 i was just thinking of these ps1 games i had and i was like oh shit i was like i can i can play ps2 games too so i got some i got like a uh you know they have like wrestle kingdom they have king of the coliseum uh they have like a, like all-star wrestling you know they have a couple bobo ones too but i have yeah. about I have about five or six uh, Japanese PS2 games coming in. Jokes, I'm pretty excited. A couple will be coming in uh, next week, uh, which will be really cool, you know, to, to try those out. And there's also a whole other series, King of the Coliseum, um, that I'll be getting eventually too. So I'll, I'll probably end up picking all those up. So that should have been, uh, you know, fun. It's always fun having a new system, especially you know, like a gift from a friend. Always cool. And then, uh, other than that, there was this one game uh, I'd been seeing some stuff on called Green Hell that's on uh, Xbox. Green Hell, and, Green Hell. Uh, <laughs> oh, dude, that's why I had to buy it. Come on. So, so Green Hell, the main reason many of us know it from it was an old Misfits song. Yeah. Um, it's also a, a Vincent Price movie, uh, Green Hell from the, I think it's like from the 40s or 50s. Uh, it took me a while to track it down. I got some kind of like bootleg copy. Vincent Price is in it for like 15 minutes and he dies from a poison arrow, uh, which is kind of whack. But, uh, you know, it's a jungle expedition. Green Hell, another name for the Amazon. Uh, there's also the monsters from Green Hell about giant wasps. There's lots of Green Hell. There's an Italian uh, cannibal movie called Green Hell. Um, you know, we've had the Green Inferno that Eli Roth did. Uh, but it, it's kind of what you think it'd be. You, uh, you know, go with your wife on like a, a little expedition trip. I think she wants to touch base with some tribe that I'm assuming is cannibals and is probably going to fucking eat everybody. Um, but I had to get, like I said, it was 25 bucks and it really seems a bit more of a survival game. One of those ones where I think you have to, uh, I, I've kind of just been running around and just kind of found, you know, like our, our first base where, you know, I haven't lost my wife and, uh, you know, disappeared. And apparently you end up, uh, you know, uh, tripping on some mushrooms or something. And I, it, it looks pretty cool, but I, I think you do have to like make fire and catch food. So it's probably a game I'm going to like be terrible at, but I had to get it. And like I said, for the price, 25 bucks, I was like, I, I got to get it. And like I said, I haven't played the most of it, but I mean, so, so far it's been cool. I'm just kind of, kind of run around the jungle. Still, still looking for some, uh, trippy mushrooms to eat and because i saw a, a video clip of that and like everything turns all purple and you're running around and uh it, it just look <laughs> it, it looks pretty crazy which i would throw out too speaking of jungle movies there's a great movie called the jungle with uh, uh daniel radcliffe harry potter uh and it's uh based on a true story of three friends who uh went you know trekking in the amazon and they get lost 
And uh, this game made me think a lot of that because at some point Harry Potter, he either eats some trippy mushrooms or he gets stung by like some kind of bullet ant and he just like <laughs> starts tripping out. And I mean, it's a, uh, it's, I mean, like it's, it's kind of brutal, uh, you know, movie is, it's tough to think, you know, of actually if you were in that situation, you know, of getting that. And like I said, this movie is based on a, a true story. Wow. How much of the movie is actually true? I don't know. You know, not all of them made it back out alive. Uh, I know it was on Amazon Prime. Uh, I, I really enjoyed it. If you like any kind of, you know, just lost in the jungle kind of shit, like like it's a really great movie. It's one I would watch again. I, I really dig uh, Daniel Radcliffe. Like most of his movies he's done, uh, I've, I've really enjoyed. And he, and he does some weird stuff, you know, going from the, the Harry Potter kid to just doing this obscure, like Swiss Army Man, where he's like, hanging out with a corpse on a island once again. And uh, he's got uh, one movie where he's got a, uh, he wakes up with guns uh, instead of hands. I, I can't remember the name of oh, it. But, I mean, that was pretty wild too. I mean, and, uh, he's also been in some of the newer hammer movies, like the, the woman in black. Uh, I really, I, I dig him, dude. Like if I, if I see Harry Potter and some shit, man, I'm probably watching it. You know? Huh? But, uh, <laughs> but, but that's about the extent, like, so uh, lots of wrestling and, uh, and, green hell at the moment and then also movies um i mean as in the movies there's been some great sales from some uh, awesome companies severin uh has been doing some great stuff and uh, arrow has had some sales so many as in you like you know these obscure old you know movies of you know some have been lost in time these guys have restored them so many bonus features um and they all have sales around the same time and it's very brutal uh, on your wallet you know it, it really get vinegar syndrome is another one too and i mean uh, they're all awesome companies as far as like i said the extras the quality the love that's put into it um so like you know I, i'd recommend if you're into movies check out this company severin also has a podcast where they talk about a lot of their upcoming stuff and any sales and uh it's just a it's a summertime's really good time uh to check out movie sales criterion is having a sale coming out sometime soon and uh, you know, i've really been into collecting movies more and, and watching those so that's that's been about it for me yeah for me um you know i i bought the new uh alex kid or not it's, it's a new alex kid but it's a remake of uh miracle world i, I got that i actually ordered a uh, european copy on um Online and I'm actually still waiting on it. it hasn't came in yet. Uh, it's it, I I need to try the shipping. I, I don't even think it's it's in America yet. I think it's still going through customs. But I ended up getting it digitally as well on eShop because you know I was like I don't want to wait for this game. I want to go ahead and get it. And it was on sale for seventeen ninety nine. I'm like, well, why not? So I went ahead and got that. It's fun. I did a review of it. Uh, you guys can check it on youtubecom scullion. You guys can watch the review for that. I gave it a seven out of ten. I thought it was pretty good. It's definitely tough. I, uh, you know, I'd always remembered Alex Kidd games were always kind of, kind of challenging. Yeah, they're yeah. always kind of challenging, and this one is definitely no, uh, no easy walk in the park. So I got that. I got, uh, you know, since the last episode, I got Mighty Goose, which is a really fun running gun shooter. It's like Metal Slug, but you play as a goose inside of mm. a mech suit. <laughs> it looks like Rambo. Mm. It's a lot of fun. Uh, that was a little bit more of a more of expensive game on the eShop. I think it was like twenty bucks, but it was definitely worth it. Got that. Also, um, Horizon Chase Turbo, 
the I got that for like four ninety nine on the eShop sale. I've been really into arcade racers lately. I've been playing Outrun what was it, Outrun two thousand six coast to coast. I've been playing that on the PSP through emulation on my uh, laptop and I have, Oh yeah, that was I, a good one. Yeah, I had it hooked up to my TV and man, I like when you're when you're running that PSP emulation, you have the like the graphics uh enhanced. I mean, it looked like I was playing a PS three game. I mean, it looks so freaking good. So I was playing that. Um of course, Super Metroid. We talked about that earlier. I'm actually about to beat that one. I'm probably I'm probably going to beat that game after uh, this episode. I'm almost done with it. And I uh, also I might be going to GameStop a little bit later on because I do want to get the new Mario Golf that just came out. Uh, Mario uh, on the Switch. So that that's been pretty much my gaming I've been doing. I mean, I, I did a little bit of live streams uh, last week. I played a little bit of Jackie Chan on the TurboGrafx-16 classic game. Ah. Played Michael Jackson Moonwalker, the arcade version. And I had more. I actually had more fun playing Michael Jackson, the arcade uh, Moonwalker, than I played any other game that night or that afternoon. I was playing a lot of games. I was like ADD on my retro pie. I was like, boom, 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 boom. I won't play this. I won't play that. And everyone's just watching me. And when I got the Michael Jackson, I was like, okay, this is fun. This is, this I, is I tell you one as far as far as a Jackie Chan. Have you played the Jackie Chan uh, uh, arcade fighting games? No, no, but I've heard about them. I heard they had like really crazy like finishing moves, but Jackie Chan didn't have a finishing move. Like he was the only character in the game that wouldn't kill people. They are uh, uh, like I said. I mean, they're not like if you like just kind of wonky, shitty, you know, fighting games kind of stemmed you know from Mortal Kombat. They're they're great. There's two of them. Uh, I, I have uh, two of them on my pie, and they were they were kind of cool to play. Uh, you know, you look at Jackie Chan; he had the you know the the Turbo Graphics. You know, we had to have the Nintendo version, and there's also that one people forget about too. Is like Jackie Chan, like Stuntmaster on the PS One. That was a good uh, game. Yeah, I remember that one being really fun, actually. Um, so it's kind of cool to see Jackie Chan. I, I'd love to see him actually have a, a, a another game you know, uh, come out. He's, he's such a legend. It, it would be yeah. great. Or even to see if they put him in Mortal Kombat, you know? That'd I mean, so awesome. apparently everybody's in Mortal Kombat now. Come on. We, need, we yeah. need to get more of these guys in there. That seems to be the place, you know, to put these characters. I mean, if we're putting aliens and predators, I think we could put Jackie Chan and Bolo in there too, you know? It's funny. Like, Mortal Kombat's almost become, like, the nostalgic Smash Brothers at this point. I mean, because we have, like, everything from, like, slashers to, you know, old action heroes like Rambo and, you know, Robocop and Terminator. And, I mean, it's it's really it's really kind of yeah. interesting. And, and too, I, I've recommended it before, but the, uh, there's one game on, uh, I know it's on Xbox for sure. It's the Hotang uh, the versus Shaolin. That's it's all movie actors. I mean, they're kind of under fake names. You know, mm-hmm. they're just kind of under their style. But you know, Van Damme, Bolo, Jackie Chan, old you know, uh, Gordon Liu is like Pi May. Um, every man, like, almost about anybody you can think of is on there. And it's you know, there's no fatalities or anything like that. But it's just a. It is one of the more fun times I've had with a fighting game, just because like if you, if you grew up watching these movies, I mean, of course the Bruce Lee guy is on there too. Um, it's it, it's a good time. I can't I can't think of how, I don't think it's that expensive. It might be like a ten dollar game. I know it was like it's been on like PC years. It was like kind of like a homemade 
you know, game someone did. And I mean, it's it, it, it's a blast. I mean, like I said, you just want a fun fighting game with that movie nostalgia. And, you know, you want Van Damme and Bruce Lee to fight uh, Wu-Tang versus Shaolin, man. It's it's great. I'll have to check that out. I'm pretty sure I could. I'm pretty sure I could find that. I mean, I yeah, dude, you, you better find it. And I, I believe uh, wasn't there a there was a Wu Tang uh, Clan game on the uh, PS One, right? Yeah, yeah, it was actually it was originally a uh, 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 Thrill Kill, which a game I think was. I don't know if we got it over here, if it got banned, but they used that system and turned it into uh, actual uh, Wu Tang game. With all the members of the Wu Tang, and uh, it's kind of like a multiplayer. Like you can have like four people. I think it had like the multi craft, and you can have like four people fighting. And it's 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 just kind of funny. Like I have it, and it's just funny to pop in once in a while. Well, it's not that great of a game. And like I said, with the Wu Tang versus Shaolin, none of the actual Wu Tang members on there are in the game, unfortunately. Uh, but you know, they're, it, hey, but they're both worth checking out. And like I said, as far as emulation, hey. Check out the Wu Tang game and, and check out the original Thrill Kill because that one actually, you know, had some fatalities that might have had something a little bit more controversial back then, even with Mortal Kombat. But sometimes you would still run into things where they, they were too violent. But uh, yeah, Thr- Thrill Kill and, uh, and, and Wu Tang uh, was pretty much the same game. <laughs> yeah, and, and also, I mean, uh, with the release of the Wu Tang game, um, I remember they made a Wu Tang Clan uh, controller for the, the controller. The yeah. controller, yes. Yep. I, I, I never got one of those. I was looking at them for a bit, you know, because I was kind of into the collecting the controllers. <laughs> and, you know, it looks uh, so uncomfortable. Like, it looks like it's right up there oh, with yeah. the, uh, the freaking chainsaw controller from Resident Evil 4. I have that, too. <laughs> yeah. It, That's such a nice setup, though, in, in that, man. It's like in that nice little case with little drawers for the cables. Uh, that that's just a nice uh, a nice collector's piece that uh, I kind of wonder if that like how much that goes for now because I, I snag mine for pretty cheap and like you never know sometimes stuff just stays cheap and sometimes things uh, especially with you know Resident Evil coming back out you know oh yeah seven eight big resurgence like you know I mean that that, that controller could be worth something like you said a little, little cumbersome to play we did try it and it's kind of like man this. Yeah, this, this yeah, you know, really you know, uh, you know, some people, feasible. some people will say all it takes is uh, one popular YouTuber to make a video on it, and that price is going to go yeah. up. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> that's all it takes. Sometimes, I mean, I remember when Little Samson was like a five dollar game at Funko Land, and now that game can pay someone's freaking mortgage at this point. It's insane. Yeah, I do. Raising up the prices. I know. Damn YouTube. <laughs> but anyway, guys, I uh, definitely wanted to thank you for checking out this uh, newest episode of X's Gaming Podcast. Again, be sure to check us out on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio. And if you want to listen to archived episodes, you can check us out on YouTube.com slash Xander Scullion, where you can also see some of my various reviews and some of my uh, some of my videos. I've been putting out – I actually have a new video I'm about to put out. Uh, been, been putting out videos almost daily now. It's been, it's been kind of nuts. But anyway, guys, I want to thank you for always uh, listening and supporting. And as always, happy gaming. Have a pleasant evening, everybody.